0: here in the new testament March 18th The book of Luke chapter 3 verses 1 through 22 It was now the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius the Roman emperor Pilate was governor over Judea Herod Antipas was ruler over Galilee his brother Philip was ruler over Iturea and Trachonitis Lysanias was ruler over Abilene Annas and Caiaphas for the high priests. At this time a message from God came to John, son of Zechariah, who was living out in the wilderness. Then John went from place to place on both sides of the Jordan River, preaching that people should be baptized to show that they had turned from their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. Isaiah had spoken of John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, Prepare a pathway for the Lord's coming, make a straight road for him fill in the valleys, and level the mountains and hills, straighten the curves, and smooth out the rough places, and then all people will see the salvation sent from God. Here is a sample of John's preaching to the crowds that came for baptism. You brood of snakes! Who warned you to flee God's coming judgment? Prove by the way you live that you have really turned from your sins and turned to God. Don't just say, We're safe! Were the descendants of Abraham, that proves nothing. God can change these stones here into children of Abraham. Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever your roots. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. The crowd asked, What should we do? John replied, If you have two coats, give one to the poor." If you have food, share it with those who are hungry. Even corrupt tax collectors came to be baptized and asked, "'Teacher, what should we do?' "'Show your honesty,' he replied. "'Make sure you collect no more taxes than the Roman government requires you to.' "'What should we do?' asked some soldiers. John replied, "'Don't extort money, and don't accuse people of things you know they didn't do, and be content with your pay.' Everyone was expecting the Messiah to come soon, and they were eager to know whether John might be the Messiah. John answered their questions by saying, I baptize with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I am not even worthy to be his slave. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chaff from the grain with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, storing the grain in his barn but burning the chaff with never-ending fire. John used many such warnings as he announced the good news to the people. John also publicly criticized Herod Antipas, ruler of Galilee, for marrying Herodias, his brother's wife, and for many other wrongs he had done. So Herod put John in prison and adding this sin to his many others. One day, when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove, and a voice from heaven said, You are my beloved Son, and I am fully pleased with you.
1: You know, there's been so many times in my life where, I felt unworthy or unqualified but God would just do something so cool in the midst of it. And one of those times was when I was a junior at the University of Florida and we are getting ready to play Tennessee. And I see some of my teammates putting different eye blacks under their eyes. And uh, they're putting like their mom's name or their area code under their eyes. And so I started to think, you know, I, I wonder if I could put something under my eyes that maybe could encourage someone or inspire someone. So. I was like well God bless I don't know and I was like well Philippians 4:13 I could do that you know I can do all things through Christ strength. strengthens me I was like that would be that would be good for a football player so I put it under my eyes we were blessed to win cuz it was Tennessee and um it really wasn't that big of a deal. After the game, a couple local newspapers wrote about it, but it wasn't that big of a deal. But I kept wearing it under my eyes every single game. And as probably a lot of you know, Gator fans are very passionate. So four, five, six weeks later, they're selling it at the Gator Bookstore at the Florida Library. You have thousands of fans showing up to games wearing Philippians 413 under their eyes. And I honestly believe half of them don't even know what it means. I had one guy, his name was Phil, come up to me and say, hey, did you wear that under your eyes for me? No, it's a Bible verse. <laughs> what are you talking about? And um, so we get to the SCC championship game at the end of the year and we're getting ready to run out of the tunnel and football's kinda one of those things where it's you have such tunnel vision. It's just one thing at a time, one thing at a time and as I was getting ready to run out of the tunnel, I really felt like God was putting in my heart to change the verse. I was like, really, right now? And But I realized that if we won, we'd be playing a national championship, on one of the biggest stages that I might ever get. And so that would be the right opportunity to change the verse. And, so we were blessed to win that game, and six weeks, the next six weeks leading up to national championship, I was agonizing and really contemplating what verse I was going to go with, and God kept bringing it to my heart and my head, John 3:16, because it's the essence of our Christianity, it's the essence of our hope, for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. It, it's what gives us hope as Christians, so I decided to go with that, and so two days before the, the game, I went up to my parents' hotel room in Miami, Florida, and I was like, Mom, Dad, I've decided to change the verse and we're gonna go with John 3.16. My mom's super sweet and supportive. Oh, that's great, honey. My dad's like, what have you told Coach Meyer? Because (laughs) he says he just likes his routines, but that dude is so superstitious, it's ridiculous. So he's like, you really need to tell him. So we were right down the street at FAU practicing. We finished our last practice for a national championship. and said, hey, Coach Meyer, can I talk to you for a second? He's like, yeah, how are you feeling? Your arm good, leg good, you ready for the game? I was like, yeah, I'm good. Um, you know the verse, I he's like, yeah, Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ strength to me. I love it. I was like, well, I'm going to change that verse tomorrow night. What? What are you talking about? You can't change that verse. That verse got us here get here. So after a couple minutes of explaining it to him, he totally was supportive and understood. And honestly, after that, I didn't re- even really think about it. I just went out there and tried to win the championship game. We were blessed to win. And two days later, I was at Ballyhoo Restaurant in Gainesville, Florida, with me, my mom, my dad, my aunt, and um, Coach Meyer. And Coach Meyer gets a call, and he's like, "Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. All right, bye." And I was like, "Who is that?" He said, "That was Steve McLean. Here's our PR guy at Florida." so what do you have to say? He said, did you know that during that game, 94 million people Googled John 3.16? And honestly, my first thought was, how the heck do 94 million people not know John 3.16? <laughs> 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 Hashtag Sunday School. It's like the first thing you hear, you know? But I was just sitting in about Hill Restaurant, just so humbled at how big the God is that we serve. And he wants to do amazing things in us and through us and when we just step out and show a little faith or a little courage or we just decide hey it's okay to be a little bit different than everybody else what God can do in our lives and that game just happened to be in 2009 January 8th well exactly three years later January 8th 2012 we just happened to be playing the Pittsburgh Steelers and I never even thought about John 3.16 one time, so I can't take any credit for it. I just tried to go out there and win a playoff game, and we were blessed to win this crazy playoff game in overtime, and I run in and try to you know, shower really quick and change, because I wanted to go celebrate with my family, so I'm running to go and do my press conference really quick. And uh, right before I walk into the press conference room, Patrick, our PR guy jumps in front of me. He says, Timmy, do you realize what happened? I was like, Yeah, we just beat the Steelers, we're going to play the Patriots. Like, let me do this. He's like, no, do you realize what happened? I was like, I guess not. He said, Timmy, it's exactly three three years from the night you wore John 316 under your eyes. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And he was like, no, you don't realize during the game you threw for 316 yards. Your yards per completion were 31.6, your yards per rush were 3.16, the ratings for the night were 31.6, and the time of possession was 31.06, and during the game, 90 million people Google John 316, and it's the number one trending thing on every platform. And I was just standing there in that hallway getting ready to do this press conference thinking that that night was about a football game really wasn't because the God that we serve is such a big God and standing in that hallway I knew that it was something so much more because the God that we serve is a God of miracles as we're going to hear today and it's a God that does pretty amazing things in us and through us and I think we just have to be willing to step out and say here you go God I'm going to give you my fish and, and my loaves of bread and watch what he does with it but the God we serve can do pretty awesome amazing things